Craig. And this is Matty. We know you're desperate to get straight to the episode, but we first need to tell you about a brilliant competition we are running in association with the amazing company, Awesome Dice. Yes, Matty, awesomedice.com has given us a set of gorgeous Thunder of Dragons silver metal dice worth $70 and a set of Pathfinder dice to give away to two lucky winners. To enter, all you have to do is visit describeyourkill.com or any of our social channels and find the competition link to get started. There are multiple ways to gain entries and we'll be announcing the winners on Saturday, March 16th. Entry is open to anyone around the world and closes at midnight on Friday, March 15th. Good luck, everyone. And thank you again to Awesome Dice. That's awesomedice.com. Go and check them out online right now for some seriously cool dice and get your entries in now. Go! Go! No, go, 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 go. go. Describe your kill! Previously on Describe Your Kill, wondered whether you'd uh, you'd perhaps have seen or, or heard anything on the old uh, on the old grapevine. Well, thank you very much for that. That's uh, really good. It's magical, yeah. No, that's not magical. No, you can speak to Apple about any refunds. On the way out of the shop, Wilhelm is gonna toss the horn. <laughs> Our heroes begin to influence. Ah, hello, Lupin. My pleasure to see you again. I'm not influenced at all. Get out of my shop. <laughs> Get out of my shop. <laughs> that, that's a challenging question. Uh, one I, I fear I, I may not be entirely qualified to answer. I'm struggling to reach my potential. I'm not sure why you're sharing all of this, but uh, <laughs> our adventure continues now. Hi everyone, this is Craig, and welcome back to Describe Your Kill. As you stuff your faces with last night's Halloween haul, just a quick check-in before we get going on this very funny episode four, which I really love. I hope you do too. We're all working hard behind the scenes to bring you even more hot content, and if you like what you hear, leave us a review, five stars, or hop on our Discord to chat directly with the DYK crew. Making a podcast is genuinely hard work, but every single review, comment, discussion, whatever, allows us to keep doing what we do. And believe me when I say, the best is yet to come. But here's episode four, Scotch Mist. Right. Matt, what's Matt doing? Well, he's laughing at Chris. Chris is making me laugh because he's just like holding in a scream. <laughs> I was holding in a laugh, actually. All the excitement. <laughs> I want to talk a little bit. Uh, we're on episode four, of course. Good evening, gentlemen. Hi. Good evening. Good morning. Good night. Although we're recording this in the past, relative to when our audience will hear it, I'm imagining we've had at least two to six sponsorship requests from betterhelp.com for advertising <laughs> on the podcast can we all just take a minute to talk about me undies and squarespace yes <laughs> yes 
Squarespace have been it. They won't leave us alone. They're like, your audience is massive. And by massive, they mean it's more than three. I think that seems to be the, the bar for Squarespace. But uh, <laughs> Wait, let, let's not talk them out of it in case they are interested. <laughs> please sponsor us, Squarespace. We'd, Fuck we'd you, Squarespace. I'm a Wix <laughs> guy. Better help, we'd love you. Just so you know, I play uh, Raid Shadow Legends. Uh, it's amazing if you... Uh, the this, graphics are so lifelike. The graphics are It's better so than amazing. a next-generation console. <laughs> and the best thing is, you can play it all on the go. <laughs> I've just got to in, three million power. <laughs> um, in the spirit of podcasting, I'm just going to go around the table and see what are people listening to podcast-wise. And I am going to start with Chris this time. So Chris, are there any recommendations? We're going to keep it to one. Let's keep it tight. Uh, I'm getting help. I sexted my boss which I believe is Jordan North from Radio 1 and, like, the number one elocution or manners guy. I can't remember what his name is. But um, they just literally go through sort of rather awkward social interactions. And it's it rather fun. Uh, Help, I sexted my boss. Ah, okay. Not heard of it. So it's Jordan North and William Hansen. There you go. There's the other guy. Um, right. And he just took this kind of really posh gay gentleman to um where is it not magaluf basically to one of those rather seedy joints um at the costa brava for his first taste out there and it was hilarious well, well, you've really sold it to me you've really sold that well i don't you know i don't want to get them i don't want them you know i don't want to just turning this shit off <laughs> <laughs> if you want to try squarespace it is really, <laughs> really good. All right, I sexed my boss. Thank Help, you. I sexted my boss. Matty, Someone isolate that. Please save us. <laughs> uh, I recently blitzed through a podcast called Who Shat on the Floor at My Wedding? <laughs> and it okay. is essentially... Good title. Are you taking the piss now? <laughs> no, for real. It is no a, uh, a lesbian couple and their Kiwi friend who is playing a detective essentially going around and each episode they're interviewing a different guest at the wedding to try and find out who shat on the floor at their wedding because uh. that was an actual thing that happened some human feces were found on the floor of the bathroom on the boat where they had their wedding and essentially it's uh, drawing drawing together this long cold case <laughs> to find out who shat on the floor at the wedding it's <laughs> that sounds amazing is it American? no it's not I love it, it. doesn't sound American <laughs> no no that's true shat. Oh shit, shit on the floor. Remember that Netflix kind of show where they did the whole 10 episode uh, like parody where someone was drawing dicks on cars. You remember that one? You ever see oh, that? Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I know what it's called you mean. American Graffiti. Ah, American, American Graffiti. Mm, he drew no, dicks on the car the and then the next one put shit in like the ice cream machine or something. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, I know the one you're talking about. I can't remember what it was yet. All right. So, what's that help who shat at the floor of my wedding? Yep. Very funny. Okay. American Vandal. American Vandals. Oh, yeah. American Graffiti so, was a George Lucas film. So we've had sex <laughs> sexting and we've had shitting. Jason, what have you got next? A little bit of bestiality? Uh, I'm going to keep it classy. Wrestling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than sexting and shitting on the floors <laughs> at weddings. Definitely shitting. I mean, I'm pretty, sure, so. I'm pretty sure that's happened in wrestling as well, though. So. <laughs> yeah, they are just <laughs> wrestling storylines. <laughs> 
Yeah, they are yeah. wrestling fans. I, I'm still working working my way through the excellent WrestleMe. Um, highly recommended for anyone with even a even a, a slight interest in wrestling or just anyone who likes hearing about mad steroid freaks addicted to <laughs> really strange growth supplements, uh, any other drugs they can get their hands on, and a distressing number of murders. <laughs> Uh, I I have I also listen to this podcast and they have got a YouTube series Wrestle Me Wrestle Me podcast which is fantastic. So yes, that is classy, Jason. Yeah, nothing more to say. The, the stories within it not so classy. Marty Janetti <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> she been daughter. Mm, she been daughter. Channel now. All right, come on. Finally. Some obscure German love story. Come nah, on, what you got yeah. for us? I'm, I'm gonna disappoint you. I'm not. I'm not much of a podcast listener. Is it the sharing hair at the buffet podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man. It's uh, yeah. Now uh, the time I have for podcasts, I I mostly spend listening to music instead. So I don't really have a podcast of choice. But what I did listen into a week or so ago uh, was another Pathfinder um, actual play podcast. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck no, those I, guys! Yeah, oh, fuck, fuck all of them. Now, I, um, I started listening to um, what's called Mortals and Portals. Ah, um, yes. Which got is fantastic graphics. It has been it, it has been pretty fun so far, <laughs> but I'm only like two or three episodes in, so... That's a homebrew, Not, right? Yeah, that's a homebrew with like uh, many different sort of planes or worlds that are connected through um, some Port- portals. Yeah, through portals. Yeah, um, which are I don't know, kind of intertwined. As I said, I don't get much um, time for listening to um, podcasts, really. So, mortals and portals. Say, Craig, that was a really diplomatic way of saying you think their content shit. They're fantastic what? graphics. <laughs> I've not listened to it. <laughs> I've not listened to it, but I did love their graphics. And in fact, I will uh, I'll gladly promote uh, another podcast, especially one that's doing homebrew. The graphics are fantastic to the point where I was like, right, that looks like we need to look. Like we need to look. I, I'm sure they'll all be queuing up after hearing our Squarespace reads. <laughs> <laughs> that's squarespace.com forward slash describe your kill. Or Dick for short. Yes. D- yeah. <laughs> Dick for short. Dick. Not- <laughs> Dick. Oh, no. That is going to be the spin-off podcast. The group's Dick name's going to be the short dicks, isn't it? Dick Talk. <laughs> <laughs> now it's going to be. It has it to be. I was, on, I was on big dicks and you've gone short. <laughs> we actually promote... The, we, we need to promote the actual U- URL. Yeah, describeyourkill.com, not findachode.com. Don't go there, please. Don't go there. <laughs> Equally good content, but just for different times of the night. So, based on his research, I hear they have. Yeah, I hear they have fantastic graphics. Guys, we're spiraling again. We're spiraling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're ten minutes. This in. time, it's oh, not me. It's not in Malachi or Chris, which is unusual. Session hasn't started yet. It's not you yet. (laughs) (laughs) Talking of dicks. We are deep within Absalom's Grand Bazaar. You have visited. Was it? Was it? Was it? 
I expected that joke to go without you weeing yourselves. <laughs> you have spread the cheeks of Absalom's <laughs> Grand Bazaar and you have entered... <laughs> Cautiously entered <laughs> the Grand Bazaar. <clears throat> Malachi is now tattooed. He's not the one he wanted, but he is tattooed. You met Arhan, and uh, Arhan, I'm sure, somewhere is currently throwing out the weird horn that Camon threw into his trash can as he left. You then went over and visited Erekanesh at Historia Reliquary. And the session finished with us going over to Reclaimed Paradise, the third location that was marked on the blood-soaked chalk map of Hajek's floor in three moves ahead. Who remembers what happened at the end of last week's episode? A blood-curdling scream. Correct! Matty, a blood-curdling scream. You all get one hero point. I'm not going to give you one for remembering that particular moment, but you did hear a blood-curdling scream as you were kind of venturing out of this vehicle, vehicular, if you like, scrapyard. And as you came around the corner, you saw a large female orc that looks like this. She is mighty impressive. She mm. is far more attractive than the creature that Malachi took home last night. She is <laughs> super-muscled. And she's currently stood around, as you make your way outside, sorry, stood round what appears to be some kind of assault or obstacle course. And you hear this scream, shortly followed by the orc's raucous laugh. <laughs> Did you see that? Oh my god. Bertie, I knew your scrawny ass wouldn't be able to take it. What was I thinking? My god, he is not ready. He is not ready. Bertie, go get yourself cleaned up. Now, who have we got here? The name's Clement Fowl. Pleased to make your acquaintance. For, I have to say, a rather interesting-looking gentleman. What brings you to reclaim paradise? Uh, yes, uh, uh, Lupin Malice. Uh, pleased to meet you. Mr. Malice, she comes over and grasps your hand in his big orc fist, shakes it firmly. Mr. Malice, Clement, pleased to meet y'all. Who else is here in your merry band? My name's Malachi. Malachi, pleased to meet you. My name's Aaron. Aaron, pleased to meet you. And at the back there with the horn. No, um, oh, uh, yes, um, you strike me as someone who, uh, who believes in fortune. Believes in fortune? Well, just, just, just get your little ass up here. Well, it's not little. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Beckons you forwards. What do you mean, fortune? You seem like... You are someone who believes in, uh, in the more abstract parts of, uh, of life. I just about don't know what the fuck you're going on about, but... Listen, I'd... do you want me to reach your fortune or do you not want me to reach your fortune? I'm going to say no thank you. I've already got a pretty good harrow reader that goes by the name D-Ral. But uh, how can I help you gentlemen today? You here for a new car or a new boat? Something like that? What did you say his name was? Why'd you sound so angry, son? You've come into my place of no. Work. I'm not. I'm not angry, but uh, if you does, if everybody you tell me where you're from sound that angry all the time when they speak. I feel like this is a jab from Craig and not from you. But uh, 
I'm gonna answer anyway. Uh, <laughs> I... No. Yes. I don't know. Guys! Malachi <laughs> starts singing, Dan! Do it! Jason's gone! Jason's gone! Jason's gone! That is mine, tile. He, he turns to the rest of the group. Do I sound angry for you? <laughs> is this... Uh, I'm... Well, I think you do sound a bit angry, yeah. What didn't but, you tell me? Not, well, you know... <laughs> I think maybe we'll get you some manga classes a bit later. Aaron I'm not angry. Tugging on the sleeve of Lupin, just. <laughs> could you? Could you just? Take you just need to calm down a bit. That's all. You just need to calm I down. I am. I am calm. I, I am I, very I, collected. You'll, you'll. You'll have to. You'll have to forgive my my friend. He's um, a very, very uh, excuse me, a very talented fortune teller in his own right, and uh, very keen on very keen on making sure all, all he meets knows it. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I kind of figured. Well, look, we we get all sorts around here, but you know what we do. I'm sure you wouldn't be here if I didn't. Now, if you got other business, please speak and speak honestly. Uh, well, yes, we'd we'd like to. Uh, we're attempting to track down a, 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 a well, I say a friend of ours. He's a, a gentleman, uh, gentleman by the name of Dral, as uh, as as fate might have it. D-Ral? And what y'all want with D-Ral? Well, um, he's largely similar to, to your own dealings with him. He's a, he's a gentleman who who's a Harrow expert of some repute, and uh, we, we have we, we may have come into possession of some cards that are quite exceptionally uh, interesting, and, and we'd like to speak to an expert of, of sorts. D-Ral obviously operates the Harrow Barrow. Uh, my suggestion would be go find it. That's why we're here, my dear. <laughs> well, can you see a Harrow Barrow in my yard? I can see quite a lot of barrows. I'm afraid I can't see whether any of them are specifically related to the Harrow. I tell you what, gentlemen, why don't you step into my office through here and you and I can have a little chat. How does that suit you? Uh, that sounds uh, that sounds delightful. Um, Follow me. Assist. And you hear, Bertie, get that grease off your ass. <laughs> Sorry. And uh, she steps into this room. Can I get you, gentlemen, something something to eat, something to drink? You want four beers? Yeah, four beers for everyone. One for everyone. Four beers. Four beers coming right up. And uh, she reaches down and pulls out four beers for you. And they are the bottles are pristine. As you put it in front of Aaron, he's looking around, just seeing if anyone's cottoned on, because he's actually never had a, a drink before. Uh. <laughs> and he tentatively raises it to his lips as everybody else swigs from their bottle. And uh, he thinks that, why on earth do people want to drink this? <laughs> Malachi's chucked his. <laughs> <laughs> now, you come here to my yard asking about d -Row. Now tell me, have you seen him? No, no, we're, we're looking for, we're looking for Dral ourselves. Um, and I will so ask I, you again, Mister Malice, why? Other than having some Harrow cards, I'm not sure why you'd come here looking for him. Well, we, we were we were told that uh, we were told that Dral was uh, was was known to yourself. Was uh, yes. that, that you two had a a relationship of sorts, um, not not the improper kind, of course. And, uh, and uh, we were hoping that you might have some some information on his whereabouts, as, as I'm sure you'll know. The, the Harrow Barrow is not always the easiest uh, of locations to track down. 
No, I agree with you, but equally, D-Rail is a friend of mine. I've got no interest in strangers, especially for disheveled gentlemen like yourselves coming in here looking for information. Lupin bristles a little bit at the mention of the word disheveled and sort of looks looks down at his clothes. Now, now, don't be so sensitive. My big orc mouth gets me in all kinds of trouble. I am, after all, a lady. Mr. Malice, I apologize if I caused you offense. Not at all, not at all. And uh, yes, it's quite a lady you are. Um, you you must understand, as say, is, I, I'm not unsympathetic to your to your concern for your friend, and, and we very obviously mean him no harm. As uh, despite our, <clears throat> our our states of dress, I, I'm sure you'll sure you'll agree we are we are not exactly the uh, the, the type typically associated with uh, with heavies looking for blood. Well, no, and I would expect not. I can tell I can clearly look after myself and she sort of does a few push-ups on the floor it's really weird Just big <laughs> weird energy okay listen I'm a I'm a lady of the heart I, I like to speak true and I like to help my customers as I have helped day Ryle on many an occasion might there be something more you're willing to share with me that will enable me to share with you Tell me why it is you think it's so important that these cars find him that brings you to my yard. Aaron steps up from the table and says, I think we should just tell her the truth. Uh, the, the truth, yes, we should tell the truth. Um, so I, I, I read a fortune for Malachi, which is which was um, very curious, and I, I needed to share the, the, that, that found knowledge with, with an expert. Now, Wilhelm, I appreciate that the words you speak might be true, but I do not believe that that part of the equation and you ending up here at my yard equal the same thing that we're talking about. I'm sorry, I, I'm lost. Miss right. Miss Falk, uh, look, what, do you know someone called Hajek? Hajek, of course, yeah, over at uh, Three Moves Ahead. She's dead. Dead? Right, With- that truth, yes. We stumbled upon her shop and we found her dead. You see her reach for her wrench at her waist. No, no, please. We must must have a conversation with you about... We we really must have a conversation with you about the the truth at some point. Uh, Klemeth is is what young Aaron says is is accurate and... uh, no, you can put down the wrench, my dear. Um, he's... Well, if I don't put down my wrench, perhaps I should be calling the Absalom Guard. If you're telling me that Hijack's dead, what business do we have here? We're trying to find out what happened to her. Um, uh, and he, Aaron thinks that he's kind of overstepped his bounds with everyone dodging around this, but he can't understand why, why the secrecy. He doesn't quite pick up on the cues for it. He says, we, we stumbled upon her shop and we found her... And the, inside, there was a map. A map, that, uh, and, and it mentioned you and a couple of other people. And something about d That's why we're trying to find him. Okay. One second, Mr. Malice. One second. Let me just close the doors here. And she walks around. She closes all the doors, draws the blinds. Right. I suggest we all just take a seat, take a sip of beer, and we start from the beginning. How about that? I think that yep. sounds like a fine idea. Does she still have the wrench in her hand? It's at her waist. All right. Wilhelm is going to keep his hands around his rapier. I'd love to see that fight because she would fucking kill you. (laughs) I believe so, but he doesn't fucking care. (laughs) Right. 
Now, listen. I'm sure you can all appreciate how strange this is. Four strangers I've never met before come into my yard and then start talking about some kind of card. And then we come in here and then your friend there tells me that Hadjack's dead. What am I supposed to make of it? Yes, uh, you, you'll have to forgive us. Uh, we're, we're relatively new acquaintances to each other ourselves and uh, it appears, and he shoots a little bit of a glare at Aaron, we have some work to do on our synchronicity. Okay, so Hadjack, she's dead. Is that what you're telling me? Yes, uh, he's uh, regrettably so. We we do not know exactly exactly what happened. Uh, we believe she may have been in in possession of one uh, of a hero card very similar, as I'm sure you will understand. <laughs> that has uh, has been a cause of considerable concern for our good selves as well. And a map on the floor has led you to my scrapyard. Among others, yes. Who else? I accept we are all friends here, and uh, but I, I, I'm sure you would prefer if we didn't disclose your name to others we've spoken to. Uh, perhaps a little bit of a little bit of mystery and discretion will benefit all of us in this particular scenario. Mister Mattis, if there's one thing you'll learn about Clemeth Falk is that dishonesty is one of my resistances, strictly speaking, <laughs> from the influence system. So I'm going to suggest that we are all laying our cards here on the table. My intent is is not to be dishonest. Uh, my intent is that you are as new to us as we are to you, and is uh, some some of the people involved I consider personal friends, and I would like to consider you the same and extend the same courtesy of privacy. I'm going to ask you one time, Mr. Malice, why should I not just step out of my yard and go and find the Absalom Guard to report the murder of Hijack if it's not already been found? Tell me that. Because they'll find out that you've been impersonating an American. (laughs) 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 I have no idea what you are implying, sir. (laughs) Uh, To answer answer your question uh, is... Because the fate that uh, befell our mutual friend may not have been entirely of this world. Maybe is is whatever it is that is potentially pursuing us may also be pursuing you. And uh, with all due respect to our city's fine watchmen, I'm not entirely sure they're uh, they're especially well equipped to deal with that. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen. Let us do some rolling of dice then, shall we? I feel that there is some influence roles that we need to try and improve. Now, diplomacy would be a good one for this situation. And if you are well versed in diplomacy, I would allow you to make that role. Anyone want to do diplomacy? It is one of Lupin's strength, so I will quite happily take that. I will as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, is Do you want that... Uh, public or private? That's public, please. Okay, and would this count as making an impression for the no. purposes of an item bonus? No. Okay. Ugh, that is a natural seven, but a 31 total. Lupin, you successfully manage to gain one influence point through your hour of conversation. Aaron, with a 23, you do not. Maybe your eagerness and that sip of beer have gone to your head. <laughs> So you managed to gain an influence point. 33. So yes, Malachi, you managed to also gain an influence point with Clemeth. She seems to have calmed down a little bit now. I I mean, it would be weird, right? Four strangers coming into your shop and start talking about someone and then telling someone that they're dead over a beer. 
<laughs> Wilhelm is gonna try to um, explain kind of the the details about the creatures that uh, killed their mutual friend and okay. um, is gonna attempt to um, roll fiendish law for his, uh, his his influence role if that's applicable in any way you tell me if you think that would be applicable you telling her about the demons not, not telling laws. her but, but kind of going uh, deeper and explaining the background of those demons and where they come from and, and what kind of creatures they are so okay. sort of you can certainly roll it when you're talking to her she appears to be really quite uninterested with the details of the demons which you seem quite keen on uh, all right then you can go ahead I'm and roll still, it for sure i'm still gonna try he's info dumping the shit out of this lady yeah all right um <laughs> <laughs> fuck you natural 15 that's a 32 yeah good enough for me <laughs> good enough for me the eyes glaze over and she just starts nodding yeah <laughs> So let's say you're going to spend a good three hours here in conversation with her, settling things down, clearing the air a little bit, maybe having a beer. Does Aaron touch another beer? Does he stay on the one? Yeah, he stays on the one. He's not taken with the taste of it at all. She does start to open up a little bit to you. And she tells you the story about how she met d and he came to her because his barrow, his famous harrow barrow, was not working properly. And she said that she wasn't really willing to work on the barrow. It's kind of a little bit outside her wheelhouse. Hey! And then uh, <laughs> you then learn sort of through conversation with her that the assault course is the way that she likes to kind of blow some steam off, keep fit. She insists that all her staff go through it. And she basically said to D-Ral, look, if you run the assault course and pass it, I will fix your barrow. And so he did. He somehow managed to get through this assault course first time. And they have been firm friends ever since. And when you're speaking to her, just using those roles, you kind of get this sense from her that she almost like a a psychologist or a psychiatrist vibe of her quite spiritual quite centered and sort of clearly likes to know the story behind the person and asks quite engaging questions with you throughout that at the end of the conversation she says well gentlemen i think we've uh, come to a place where I'm going to have to think about everything you've said. I don't know where D-Ral is. I haven't seen him in some time. One thing I can tell you is that I'm pretty sure I heard him talking about some powerful card. Or that if he ever found such a magical thing in his possession, he'd give up the card peddling business for good. But, uh, say, I've not... That's not seen him since since then, really. I, I kind of poked his bony ass shoulder and told him it's a good reason to get back on my course. Talking of my course, of course. Would any of y'all, before you uh, go for your dinner, like to try out old Clem's obstacle course in the back? I mean, how hard is it? I tell you what, they can come outside and I can uh, I can show you myself. Personal demonstration. Yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take that up. Let's go. Wow, you went out the window. <laughs> she does a pirouette dive through the window. 
Okay. And she steps forward and you see there are kind of... Uh, the map, don't worry too much about the map, but uh, there are kind of three key sections to it. There's a kind of balance beam at the start. Then there's some kind of ropes and um, things that you have to lift up to get through and a kind of strength based. And then the last one, there is balance beams, but there's kind of a choice of three different routes through the end of it. And mechanically, you would have to roll three different checks in a row. And if you pass, then you pass. Which I know doesn't give you too much, but obviously I want to maintain an air of mystery. Who's going to try or claim a Falk's obstacle course? It looks fun. <clears throat> tad, tad rich for That's my old well. He wants to go first. Wilhelm, okay, you ready to take on the challenge? I, I was, I'm sure I was born ready. Yes, let's go. And she gives your arm a little squeeze. Mighty fine biceps you've got there, Wilhelm. Why, thank you. <laughs> you you too. And as you've all stepped outside and the sun is slowly coming down over the Grand Bazaar, it's around 7, 8 p.m. at night. And some of the staff are clearly finishing up for the day. There's a kind of nervous excitement and quiet as they've all stepped out to see these newcomers who've been in Clem's office for three hours step forwards to the course. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready to see Wilhelm take on the course? Go on, Wilhelm, show him. Yes. Wilhelm, are you ready? Yes. Yes. Gladiator, (laughs) are you ready? (laughs) Lupin's going to lead over to Aaron. Five, Five gold says he beats it. <laughs> I, uh, I I take that bet, Mister Malice, but I had to buy some healers tools. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good, Matty, good, good, good. Wilhelm looks about as enthused as he sounds. He's uh, he's kind of worried, but ah, it's gonna be fine. Okay, so everyone kind of cheers, and the crowd goes kind of quiet. Let's go, Wilhelm. Malachi conjures a little flag. (laughs) Wilhelm, so the first check for you, uh, again, don't worry too much about them now. So the first check for you is, appears to be kind of broken glass and spikes, fire flames to dodge through, an ice pit, more fire, and then a bloody pit of despair. That is the first section of the course. As you approach the first obstacle, kind of planet in your mind's eye what is he doing he's gonna stand there for like two or three seconds analyzing the path going through a couple of possibilities in his head and he's gonna just say all right fuck it and uh just start to try to maneuver through as best as he can okay so it's going to be a dc 26 acrobatics check all right then Okay, first roll. Here we go, boys. I'll, I'll cast his by courage as well. That's a 34. 34. So he smashes it and he pushes forward, picks out the correct path, and the uh, the guys in the crowd cheer. Clement goes, hell yeah! Make your way to the second part of the course. And here there are kind of like these shutters on the ground, like with big weights on them that you have to lift up to then get through to the other side. 
Will he make it through stage two of the obstacle course? Let's find out. Go on, Wilhelm. Get your ass through there. Malachi is cast also musical accompaniment. So you just hear <laughs> uh, Eye of the Tiger uh, <laughs> playing. <laughs> <That's> well. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Down, down, down. Don't we'll get shut down. You can't sing more than five seconds. <laughs> five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wilhelm, so you approach the second obstacle. What's he doing? So, seeing that and kind of thinking, ah, oh, shit, I, I, should have, I should have lifted more. Uh, <laughs> ah, it's, it's fine. And he, he just tries his best to lift everything out of the way. He looks a bit more uncertain about this than, than about the, the first obstacle. But he's okay. gonna try anyway. Come on! Athletics check, DC twenty six. Ooh, that's oh! a twenty five. Hang on. Plus plus one. Inspire courage. It's not there. It's was not. That, the, that, yeah. Is that only on sack rolls? Inspire courage. Would that give I'm it to it on an athletics sure. check? I don't know why it's not coming up. Plus okay, one to attack rolls, damage rolls, and saves against fear oh, effects. Oh no! Malachi, no! <laughs> so Malachi tries to lift it, and he's almost got um, it, and he lifts the shutter over his this, head. Would this count as exploration or downtime, or is this encounter mode? It is exploration, technically. Then, as 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 um, the weight starts to sink down on him a kind of magical surge comes out of his of his being and i would think that especially aaron and uh and now every one of you i think um would would kind of uh feel this magic uh energy sort of surge from from wilhelm's uh, pockets and his uh, Rabbit Prince card Ooh. activates with his Lucky Break uh, free action. Tell us about that, Kimon. Once per day, when I attempt a skill check during exploration or downtime, Ooh. I can draw a Harrow card and then re-roll the skill check. If I draw a card from the suit of keys, I add a plus four status bonus to the original roll and the re-roll and take the better result. If it's not a keys card, then I just re-roll without any additional effect. Okay, got it. So you need to draw a card, is that right? Yes, I need to draw a card. I can deal you one from the Foundry module from the Harrow deck. Oh, Woo! shit. Okay, so I'm going to deal you a card from the Harrow card, and if it's a suit of keys, you get, get a plus a four. Shit, ton of things, yeah. What if it's not? If it's not, I just re-roll the check and okay. my normal bonus. So Wilhelm activates for the first time his Harrow deck card. Here comes the card, Wilhelm. Did you get it? The Forge. It's Suit of Hammers. Oh. 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 Okay. It's fine, though. It's fine. Okay, so I just re-roll. So you do get a re-roll, is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I, I I I will drop Inspire Courage, and instead I will give Guidance to Wilhelm. That sounds good. As well, for a plus one. Okay. Alright then. Then, oh, then, because of guidance, guidance, it's a 26. He rolled a 25. Again, the exact same <laughs> roll, but with Malachi's guidance giving you a plus one, <laughs> it gets you to the what? DC 26. Jesus Christ. Okay. <laughs> and 
and well with this sort of magical surge coming out of his his uh, his card, which I think he hasn't shown anyone yet, but um, which you assumed he had, of course. Um, he sort of gathers the strength to push through the last bit of, uh, of weights. And he manages to just lift it and you see it and he's kind of maybe Indiana Jones style. It's coming down on him and he pulls out the card, re-rolls it and just uh, makes his way through. And just to picture it now, it's brilliant. And Malik and Malachi is going, yeah, go on. He's like, duck, you know, like football managers, like duck and weave with the, with the ball. <laughs> <laughs> go on, do it. Like the conductor trying to help I can him do through. It. <laughs> yeah. What's Lupin doing through all of this? Does he look entertained? He's, I, I think, just just looking looking with a sort of air of being mildly impressed, both by <laughs> Wilhelm's athletic ability and Malachi's ability to be useful. <laughs> <laughs> and then Wilhelm, Thanks, you mate. approach the final obstacle. The crowd do really cheer, and Clem is like, "Oh my God, I did not see that coming!" Ladies and gentlemen, we have got ourselves a. Fighter. He is on to the third obstacle on Clem's famous obstacle course. And you're on to the final obstacle. And you see that the crowd are like putting bets in. They're kind of exchanging coins and stuff. And there's people going, I'll take that bet. I'll take that bet. And you reach the final obstacle. And this has a kind of three different paths. One of them is like a kind of balance beams with, with saws going over the top of them where you have to hop and then the hop the the saws are going over to kind of knock you off. They are blunted. Witcher style, if you've seen that one. Yeah. That's going to be an acrobatics check. There is then a ropes that are swinging over a pit of blunted spikes. That's going to be an athletics check. <laughs> Shit. Or there's one where there's like a rope and these shutters keep coming down as you walk along it to try and knock you off that's, and that's going to be a perception check to try and navigate it so you've got a choice of three routes you've got acrobatics you've got athletics or you've got perception all right Wilhelm sort of standing there looking looking over at, at Malachi trying to coach him goes uh, that, that song you sang a few minutes ago can you can you sing that again it, I feel like this time it might help what does Malachi do Malachi sing Oh, wow, well, yeah, he, he sing, sings along with Eye of the Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Malachi casts Inspire Courage. Wilhelm, you face, which one are you going for? The perception uh, one. He's going for the perception one, yeah. So along this rope where these kind of shutters are coming down, trying to knock you off it, and your timing has to be impeccable with a DC 28 perception check. Sorry. Go ahead. Does it give you a Call. plus one to your... Inspire Courage doesn't give you a plus one to perception. To attack rolls, damn it. Oh my fucking god. I, I'm, I'm gonna fucking cry. It's fine. It's fine. He's still singing for me. You it just wanted me, me to sing. It gives me a morale boost. It's, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's completely fine. I'm gonna roll it at 28 exactly. Look at this. Here we go. Just look at this. Hey. Oh, even better. Hey. And Wilhelm, it, it seems kind of. That's a 32. It, it seems almost practiced. His his footwork seems like it's 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 been practiced and and earned and with the with the sort of um, ease and and flow with it, it just uh, it seems natural. He just moves through there and um, doesn't even break a sweat. 
and the crowd erupt as this newcomer, this slightly bony looking guard with the horn on his head, manages to bypass Clement's obstacle course for the first time. And you do gain some influence points as a result. Yes. Yes. She meets you at the end. Wilhelm, I'm going to have to shake your hand. Grasps you in a big bear hug, <laughs> squeezing the life out of you. Oh, oh, yes, that's not my hand. <laughs> there are not many people who can clear that first time, I can tell you. And you see there's some sort of disappointed staff members who are giving back money and stuff. They've clearly lost the bet. They bet against you. And uh, if you ever bother to come back here and run that course again, you are more than welcome. And uh, I must say, I'm mildly impressed. Thank you. That's... Uh... That's that's been a very uh, very fun and and uh, and formative experience. It's uh, it's really helped me put my put my powers into perspective. Very impressive. And she pulls this lever, and the whole thing comes to a comes to a stop. And the course goes dark. The lights, uh, these ever burning torches. Someone's going around, kind of putting little covers on them. You can't douse them. <laughs> She's going around putting little <laughs> covers on them. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's been a most inspiring afternoon, if a little worrying. I um, wish I could tell you a little bit more than what I have, but I think now is the time for reflection and the time for sleep. I'd suggest you all focus yourselves, center your minds, and think about what next steps you want to take. I'm busy in the morning. If you want to come see me again, swing by in the afternoon. Will do. Yes, a, a pleasure to uh, pleasure to meet you. And uh, again, our our apologies for for being the bearers of bad news. Mr. Malice, one final question. Of course. Are you going to report this murder to the to the guard, or should I? <laughs> you, you will understand. It's it's uh, it's not actually been something that, that had crossed our mind. It, it's been something of a a whirlwind twenty four hours. Um, it is it is certainly our intention to see that uh, those responsible for the for the death are brought to justice. But uh, we would perhaps like to better understand the source. Of, of Hajek's murderers before we uh, before we commit to a, a certain path of action if you catch my drift I certainly do okay gentlemen I'm gonna bid you good night and ask you to leave get home safely indeed good good morrow as they as they are working out of this uh, this establishment Wilhelm uh, kind of turns to Aaron and and, and, and goes uh, so you seem out of your comfort zone. <laughs> Aaron's trying to figure out if that's a question. Um, and then says, uh, yeah, I, I am. I am out of my comfort zone. I just, everyone was skirting around it. I just couldn't figure out why we couldn't just tell her. I mean, she was mentioned in the shop. And I think I just can't unsee what I saw. That's all fine and well, but um, if 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 there's a big bulky orc woman in front of you, you might want to be careful about what you tell her. <laughs> I I understand. I just she seemed nice and she had scented candles. I, I, I don't know. Look, I get that <laughs> at your age, hormones are going strong. I I understand that completely. But you, you have to think with your head sometimes. Aaron's very perplexed. He's trying to figure out 
I mean, he knows obviously that you're older and he's going to defer to what everyone else says because he knows you're all a lot more street smart and wiser, but he's also just like, he's, he's puzzled. Looking at Wilhelm, you can see that he he's not really much older than Aaron is. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he might be one or two, maybe three years older at most. The horn really ages him. That's yeah, it does. <laughs> so that's the, the unkept nature of his hair, but he he doesn't seem much older than you. Malachi saddles up to Aaron and goes, uh, don't worry about him. He's just a bit scotch mist and just wanders, <laughs> wanders off. I'm, I'm not any clearer on what, that, what you mean. <laughs> scotch mist, you know, pissed. Have you what? just Googled <laughs> <laughs> rhyming slangs and I've got them on a sheet in front of you? Yeah. <laughs> Tell the truth. I might be rolling some... <laughs> I might be rolling some... <laughs> his eyes dotted up to his monitor. I know. I saw the list in his eyes. Oh, no. I can see, if you look Just... very closely, zoom in on it. I can see apples and pears. Malachi, is that, Malachi, is that a notebook you have there? <laughs> What's shall, we go, shall, shall we just go to the near and far? Scotch mist! <laughs> <laughs> that was the most random thing I loved. I love it. I think that's, I love that. Oh, uh, so good. Very odd. So good. Aaron Scotch mist spoke point. <laughs> oh, good. <clears throat> uh, so you leave. You leave reclaimed. <laughs> Oh, Chris, I love it. That's great. Right. So you you have had a reasonably informative chat with Clement Falk at Reclaimed Paradise. Everyone trying to share what happened. You fill her in. Settle things down. Gain some influence points. Wilhelm runs the course. Yes succeeds in magnificent style we get our first use of a harrow card you can have a hero point for that Kimone. Aha! and you start well the gates close behind you at reclaim paradise what time is, is it right now about 8 30 p.m what do you guys say we turn in for an early night and start looking for for more answers tomorrow first thing in the morning uh, yes I, th I think that's uh it's a capital idea, young Wilhelm. I think we've all had a a, a demanding day, and uh, yes, a, an evening's rest would uh, would certainly be uh, would be on top of my list. Wilhelm, how did you know that your arrow card would do that? You pulled. What do you mean? Well, you you pulled it out, and it you just knew how to use it. I mean, not all arrow cards have that kind of power, do they? I didn't even realize I pulled it out. I. I don't know, I, I guess it just kind of happened. Mr. Malice, you've seen all sorts of trinkets, I'm sure, but have you ever seen cards that do this? No, no, I, I've, I have to be have to be honest. Is uh, Today has been a, a learning experience on a number of fronts. And uh, Okay, wishing... guys. Oh, sorry, yes. sorry. No, no, yeah, no, no, sorry. no, please, please go ahead. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> it better be good. Fuck! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> Okay, guys. Um, I'm waiting. Now, now that the cat is out of the bag, I might have to tell you I have a hero card as well. 
but I, I I didn't want to say anything because mine doesn't look as cool as as your guys. <laughs> and uh, he, he pulls out his, his card with this sort of rabbit with a broken sword in his hand standing there. Um, <laughs> kind of a dueling stance. And he goes, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's almost disappointing after looking at uh, your crying man with the crown. I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Do you, have you got your card out? He pulls it out right now, yeah, and he uh, sort of for the first time shows his his card off to you guys. I wonder why each of us have received these cards, but it's like they've been chosen for us. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not really surprised I got this this card, but it I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm not I'm not very happy with it. Why why not give me a, a, a proud warrior, just a fucking rabbit, right? It's insulting. <laughs> And Aaron has pulled his card out as well. And when you said that you're not surprised that you've got that card dealt to you, um, he's looking at his own. And his face goes quite ashen. Ha ha! <laughs> ah, I see how you got your name. <laughs> Aaron, why do you look so ashen right now? It just looks so. Aaron immediately looks ashen. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> he's he's going to leave. Yeah, I was going to say, I didn't get this in the Theatre Royal. <laughs> <laughs> no, we got asked to leave. <laughs> Singing along to the Bodyguard soundtrack. Right. <laughs> Some dude on Mal- stage with Malachi. a <laughs> So his face, his no, face I'm, goes I'm, ashen. I'm, yeah. I'm taking, I'm, re- I'm take two on that. Um, All right, take two. Er- He's <laughs> 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 thinking of a different colour. He's thinking of a different colour. <laughs> Everyone goes grey. Craig, you better not cut a fucking second of this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is all that's staying in. <laughs> Cut everything else if you want. When you say that your card seems that it was chosen for you or that you weren't surprised that that was the card that was dealt for you, Aaron pulls his own card out and is looking at it with a very dour expression. And uh, he's noticeably sullen. And given that the card is like this crying face on the throne with this glowing crown above it, it seems much more kind of menacing in compared to the light-hearted rabbit prince. And he doesn't say another word, he just pockets it again and then turns and looks away from you all. With an ashen face. With an ashen fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Lupin, I think I broke Aaron. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay, we can get another one. He's <laughs> just having an ashen time over there. Um, <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> out <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck me right so this episode's title is ashen we're actually in sponsored ashen. by Aaron. Aaron the ashen Aaron the ashen has a wonderful website on squarespace that's squarespace <laughs> this episode isn't called the squarespace tm assault course if you so use really our discount code ashen <laughs> they'll charge you double <laughs> <laughs> 
can we get out of this shop, please? Right. All right, let's go to a fucking. Ba- what was the bar called again? The saucy the wench. Saucy yeah, the near and oh, far. Fuck the near that and name. Far. Yeah, the saucy wench. All right. Oh, fuck I can't it, wait to go. get back there. It's going to be amazing. Oh, maybe you, maybe you find your date from last night. Your hot flea. He's open. So you slowly make your way back through the Grand Bazaar. The streets are still busy. Takes you about an hour or so to walk across. And as you get close to the Saucy Wench, which is on the western outskirts of the Grand Bazaar, you turn into a slightly smaller alleyway, which seems unusually quiet. As you walk up there towards your destination, in front of you suddenly step two masked women humanoid with bows drawn and readied pointing at you and they say i suggest you hand over the cards now aaron uh not aaron what the fuck (laughs) (laughs) then then goes ashen no uh, sort of uh holding his arm out um sort of protector like in front of the others goes I'm sure this can be resolved without any uh, physical altercation. Um, let me let me pull the cards out, and he um, sort of reaches into his uh, his pocket and pulls out his regular deck of hero cards, the, the deck itself, and goes, uh, p- "Pick one. Pick any. Pick a card. Any card." We don't want the card. Chuck the deck here now. Sure. And he throws the deck, uh, sort of in their faces and uses them uses the misdirection from there to pull out his rapier and, and as you do so we shall move to the map and ask everybody to roll for initiative yeah <laughs> Wilhelm you can give yourself a plus two or you can roll deception for initiative up to you mm, I'm gonna roll deception okie doke would I have to stand right in front of them um, for the thing to work or is where I'm standing right now? That's fine. If you want fine. to position yourselves yeah. as to where you actually would have been sort of stood. If, if I can stand where I want, I would like to stand here. <laughs> but uh, that's... I know you wouldn't be right up in their face. So let's All just, right. I'm going to yeah. be like yeah, a few at feet least, from at them. At least just... 10 feet yeah. away, please. Yeah. yeah. All right. So you find yourself in this narrow city street. It's about 20 feet wide and these two masked women with bows drawn i'll show you what the artwork looks like kind of look a bit like badass ninjas dressed all in black their mouths and faces completely covered with arrows trained towards you wilhelm there are two to the north i'm going to say that these two uh, the one to the left is the one that you threw the deck at and i'm going to give her a minus two to her initiative for the deception We're going to begin combat. It is round one as these two mercenaries ask you for the cards. Wilhelm throws it in their face. But it is round one. It is Lupin's turn who has stood just behind Wilhelm with the two assassins about 15 feet to the north at the end of this street. Lupin, as he spots Wilhelm throwing the cards, uh, quickly reaches and grabs a mirror on a chain from round his neck. And... uh, just uh, looks like he he just sort of polishes a a, a part of the frame and then suddenly as if from nowhere an identical copy of Lupin appears next to the assassin on the left oh okay what is this 
mechanically, Lupin has just used the Mirror's Reflection ability, uh, part of his Thaumaturge skill set. One second, I will just post it in the chat so I can read it out. So, do I need to post another? Should I post another copy of you there? Or uh, yeah, just is because I will mechanically that is effectively a pure duplicate of Lupin that can do anything Lupin can do. And he looks physical to them. Like yes, he is. He is. For all intents and purposes, mechanically, that is Lupin. But the one that is next to Malachi is also Lupin. So there are two Lupins going on. And they, do they have to roll a save or anything to detect? Is it an illusion? or? Nope, it is a duplicate of Lupin. He's basically at two spots at the same time. So you can yes. clone yourself, basically. I can, yes. There's um, so many jokes there, but we're going <laughs> to leave those for out of combat. <laughs> How many can you make of yourself? Uh, just just the one. Just the one, okay. Yeah. All right, so Lupin creates a duplicate of himself right next to the mercenaries at the yep. end. And then, is that your turn or anything else? Uh, no, that was, uh, that was my second action. So one action to draw, second action to move. And then third action, uh, Lupin will draw his, uh, will will flick the sheath of his sword cane. Okay, thank you, Lupin. Closely followed in the initiative order is Wilhelm, who is 10 feet away from both the assassins. Um, Would Wilhelm have his rapier out already, or would he have to draw it with an action? He would have to draw it, yes. All right, then. So um, first action, he's going to draw his rapier. Right, and his second action, it's going to be a fucking boring turn. Um, second action is, Wilhelm is going to step toward the two archers. Yes. Sort of um, cornering them, uh, standing corner to corner with uh, with Lupin's with Lupin's Lupin. Right, and uh, with his third and last action, Wilhelm is going to um, attempt to... Um, Pierce through the armor of the of the woman he threw the cards at. Okay. So uh, he's gonna make a snagging strike, trying to grab a hold of her um, while he while he attacks her. So that's gonna be. So roll to hit. Yep. Uh, she's flat-footed to this attack. Okay. Because I have the surprise attack feature from my rogue dedication. Ah, juicy. Okay. So minus two so, to her AC for this hit. She is it's off gonna be guard. A 35 to hit. That is a critical hit. Yeah! Okay. Nice. Nice. That's that's good. That's fine. Okay. That's going to be 38 points of damage. Ouch. Okay. That all seems as, to go through. As well as her being flat-footed until the start of my next turn. Okay. And um, because of my my what was it called the, the acid uh, rune uh, corrosive the corrosive rune uh, because I hit a critical hit my sword is also gonna deal three d six points of acid damage to her armor. Oh, okay. So that's gonna be nine acid damage to her armor. Cool. I'm just going to look up what the armor hit points are. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I think it might be listed now in... Of course, hardness still applies, but... Um, hardness, so it'd be nine points. Um, otherwise, we could just skip it for now and just start... No, 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 it's done. No, 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 I like it. 
Okay, so you hit her armor with the corrosive room for 3d6 acid until nine points. I can tell you that her armor has got, uh, she's leather. I don't know if plus one makes a difference, but it's, let's assume it doesn't for now. We can look at that. Uh, it's got 16 hit points, hardness four, which means that her armor now has 11 hit points left. Thank you, Wilhelm. Is that your turn? Yep. Okay, next. Uh... Aaron, at the back of the pack in this narrow city street, you suddenly hear this thong come from behind you as a hidden archer on the roof about 15 feet up reveals themselves and shoots with their arrow at you. You will be flat-footed to this attack. That is a 31 to hit. That is a hit. Here comes the damage. Oh, minimum damage. 10 points of damage, but there will be sneak attack damage on that because you were flat-footed. So you're going to take an additional... Oh, that's much better. 2d6, 11 points of precision damage as they strike. And I believe short bow is reload zero. Yeah, and then she will fire another one at you for her final action. Uh, 24 to hit Aaron, the second attack okay that misses it is then the assassin that is right next to the duplicate of Lupin at the end of the street in the north next to the duplicate of Lupin and Wilhelm the one who's just been hit this is she's going to drop her bow and she is going to draw her rapier she also has a rapier and she's going to swing out first of all at Wilhelm. It's drawing a... <laughs> oh, Natural one. It's drawing rapier and interact action. I believe drawing is an interact it action. Is. So then seeing her draw her weapon, Wilhelm is gonna seize the moment and try to attack her again. Okay. Is that attack of opportunity? Um, yes. Because Go ahead and roll I, to hit. I don't think I've mentioned that, but because Wilhelm is a fighter. So, ooh. ooh, that's a 27 to hit. 27 is a hit. <laughs> Fucking natural threes, man. Okay, um, <laughs> that's going to be uh, 17 points of damage total. Okay, so she does manage to drop, draw, hit for one, and then will attempt to hit the duplicate, not knowing that it's anything else, looking very confused. And goes again against Lupin's duplicate for 24 to hit. That is a miss. Okay. It is the assassin's turn that is next to Wilhelm as well, the one on ground level. And she is going to uh, sort of make her way around to Lupin. I don't think you have attacks. No, no, no attack of opportunity, no. Okay, so and on as the way... she moves out of Wilhelm's reach, oh my God. Wilhelm is going to make <laughs> use of his feet. <laughs> Which you're gonna love, Craig. You're gonna love this. So mm. listen to this. <laughs> Combat reflexes. Mm. You're particularly swift at punishing foes who leave you openings. At the start of each of your turns, when you regain your actions, you gain an additional reaction that you can or use only to make an attack of opportunity. Very good. Okay, thank you. Make the second attack of opportunity then, please. That's a natural 19 for 43. Ooh, that is Stop a critical hit. Woo. Jesus Christ. Bill, <laughs> <laughs> help. Bill, help. Bill, help. That's um, 
That's a total of 44 damage. Ouch. Uh, and she's off guard until the start of my next turn. And she and her armor takes 10 damage as well. Great. Love it. <laughs> yeah, Love I'm it. sure you do. You oh, look like it. God. And that will disrupt her action, right? So she won't move then. Um, She'll attempt it to only, move. It, it only disrupts interact actions, I think. So she can still move. Oh, okay. All right. The monks, so. the monks thing from last campaign would stop her from moving, but uh, oh, okay, this cool. one, this one doesn't. So she does take a massive hit, but manages to move round to the side of the Lupin duplicate, just out of sight around the duplicate. <laughs> hey, get out of town! <laughs> and then draws the rapier. So that's two actions, and with her final action, will swing with the rapier against a flat-footed Lupin oh, with a natural three. <laughs> Fucking hell, this is awful. <laughs> okay, from the rooftops, though, comes another assassin with an arched bow at Aeron. This one is already in position and goes to shoot with a 38 Ooh, to hit against flat-footed. Yeah! Okay. I uh, just want to point out in Foundry, I don't know if you can see the buttons, but if you roll a critical now, it will tell you to click the critical button. Nice little feature. Here comes your damage, Aaron. 27 points of piercing Oof. damage. There is also going to be double this. That's another 10 points of precision damage from the sneak attack. That's the first action. Second action shoots again. 23 to hit against flat-footed. Mm, that'll be a miss. Okay. And then you see her retreat back away and out of sight. It is at the bottom of round one nearly. It's Malachi next. Malachi is to the north of this narrow street, kind of nearer to Loop, right next to Lupin and just behind Wilhelm. Malachi <laughs> shouts out to the assassin to the north of him that he can see just in front of Wilhelm and he goes um, <laughs> knock 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 I who's there moo moo who moon river <laughs> wider than a mile <laughs> and I don't think cast... we've got the right I don't think we've got the right people here let's fuck up let's fuck off <laughs> cast Let's fuck off. Uses the action Bon Mott. <laughs> the diplomacy check against the Will DC. Was that oh, the insightful quit? My target. <laughs> that was my insightful quit. I should give you a minus four for that. <laughs> do, I, do I roll for confused? <laughs> there you go. 34. Against, against the Will, Will. DC. That yeah. is a pass. And then, because that joke was so good, he's going to cast... Uh, I was just... just yeah. Um, going to cast Roaring Applause. Can I have a Will DC save, please? Okay, so Bon Mott, just so we know, this uh, basically, you, you launch an insightful quip at a foe, you roll a diplomacy check, and on a success, they're going to take a minus two to their will saves and perception for one minute. Okay, and then after that, you then what, sorry? Because my joke was so good, my quip yes. was amazing. Roaring applause. Roaring applause. Okay. 27 is a fail. So All the right. target applauds me vigorously because my joke was so good. And they can't <laughs> use reactions and is slowed one. Oh, no. For how long? Uh, that is for a minute. 
uh, sustained. The target's applauding you so vigorously. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so on a fail, the target applauds you so vigorously it can't use reactions. Slowed one. The applause is so involved that it's manipulate trait. This would trigger reactions based on the manipulate trait and start the target's turn. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, so so luckily, Wilhelm, I don't so think you have good. three reactions, do you? No, not yet. Just <laughs> <No. laughs> clapping away. Okay, so it doesn't trigger constantly. It will trigger at the start of their turn. How long does that last for? Is it oh, sustained? That was my turn. Sustained. Okay. Thank you, Malachi. Good turn. So a Bon Mot followed by roaring applause. I like it. Aaron, bottom of round one. You are being pinged from above as you are at the back of the group through this narrow alleyway. What do you do? So Aaron runs behind the group and then lets out a cry and his voice echoes through the street and reverberates and all of you feel like this kind of sonic wave shaking the air as he yells out, fall to the ground and casts suggestion targeting up to 10 oh. creatures so all three of them need to roll a will save okay right i'll do the top one first the one that's just around the corner fail uh, did i i didn't roll did oh. I? <laughs> i'm preempting it <laughs> this is just oh, suggestion. I roll one yeah. okay i don't know how to roll that. one yeah. okay so second one this is the one that's bond motted so taking the minus two fail that's a fail and the third one on the roof come on baby Crit fail. Ooh, okay, yeah. So the target immediately follows my suggestion of dropping prone. The spell has a duration of one minute or until the target has completed the finite suggestion. So yeah, they have to use their actions on their turn to drop prone. Okay, and crit fail, many it's difference? It's the same once the, yes, once the action's completed, it's okay. over. So they just need to all drop prone. Okay, cool, like it. All right, so they've all got to drop prone on their turn. Yep, and I've just moved out of... Uh, I just moved so I could capture all three of them. So that is my turn. Thank you very much. It's the top of round two. Lupin, you've summoned this duplicate. I have, and now at the start of my turn, uh, the Lupin that is stood next to Malachi, a little bit further back in the... Um, the real one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, disappears. <laughs> Malachi looks... <laughs> What's going on? So disappears. Disappears. So now there is only one Lupin, which is the real Lupin. And he's now over there. Yep. What we might need to do mechanically there, Craig, is is we'll for Foundry is is we'll probably just have to delete the copy whenever it gets, and then I'll just manually move the real Lupin because otherwise that's fine. Yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, inventories and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. So yeah, the the remaining Lupin, which is now sandwiched between the uh, the two assassins, grins and uh, takes a swing at the uh, the one in front of Wilhelm. Okay, uh, with his sword cane. So this is a strike with the sword cane, and that is uh, a natural eleven for thirty-two. 32 is a hit. Lovely stuff. Uh, so that will be uh, 16 points of damage. Okay, 16 points of damage. There's a mix there of piercing and force plus 1d6 bleed. Yes, indeed there is. Okay. The next... Oh, do you know what? I am going to go again. Yeah. Uh, so Lupin will take another strike. Okay, uh, second action, second strike. Oh, that's a natural oh. 17 for 34. 
You were close. That is a hit. Damn it. Okay. Really uh, close. And that is 17 points of damage. Okay. Chipping away. And then for uh, his final action, Lupin will again just uh, just give the mirror a, a little glance and a brush. And uh, this roof just to... Uh, just to the sort of southwest of my position here. Yes, Greg, the one the assassin um, is stood on. Yep. Yeah, is that about 15 feet up? Yes, exactly 15 feet up. It's exactly 15 feet up. That's exactly what I wanted to hear because a. It's now 16 feet. <laughs> 15 feet and 3 centimeters. It's bad workmanship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just a couple of the tiles are just a bit bigger. Um, yeah. A copy of Lupin appears stood on that roof. What the hell is going on? And that oh, is. He appears on the roof. Yes, so... Yep, that is... Okay. Uh, that is my turn. All right, so the second copy of, copy of Lupin appears at the other end of the street on the roof, sort of about 40 feet away from the assassin that's perched up there. Wilhelm, it's back to you. Yes, um, so Wilhelm seeing the girl in front of him not not, not feeling really good. Um, he, he steps um, so he kind of so that he's kind of standing at a wait would this be a good angle to hit the the, the, the gallery around the corner or you can hit them both from there it's kind of an arched roof yeah so there's a little bit of space all right all right so now standing sort of diagonally from both of them kind of keeping them both in his reach Wilhelm is going to um, sort of look at them and see that the, the more injured one seems almost magically enthralled by, by Malachi and and uh, thinks to himself, well, this uh, she this one's no longer really a threat. And uh, yeah, sure, he he, he attacks um, the other the other archer. Okay, go for it. Unless she's flat-footed from another source, then my crit she's no longer flat-footed because oh. my turn started. Okay, but that may change once I hit her. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> so that's okay. So you're be... targeting the one uh, to the north, the northwest, right? To the northwest. That's going to be 35 to hit. That is a hit. All right. That's going to be 17 points of damage. Okay. And that's a mix of piercing and acid. That all seems to go through. Yes. And with this third action, um, she's now flat-footed again, as long as she stays within my melee reach. Okay. Because of my snagging strike. And um, mm. with his last action, Wilhelm is going to sort of raise his guard and um, straighten his, his back and... and Put his rapier in front of him to defensively sort of be able to deflect incoming attacks. Got it. And go into his uh, what's it called? Dueling parry. Okay, cool. Dueling parry for Wilhelm. That boosts your AC, does it? Yes, by two. Okay. It is the assassin's turn that is on the roof to the southwest at the bottom of this street. Aaron, am I right that she has to now drop prone? Yes, she does. While still applauding me. No, different one. This is to the south, this one. Oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> she is still she is still clapping, but <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Thank okay. You, thank you. So she is now prone, and then that's that's all she has to do. Spend one action to do that. Yeah, I I made a small mistake because I cast suggestion when I meant to cast charm, because otherwise she, that would have made her use all of her action, but I'll take that as my fault. Um so yeah, she just loses an action essentially, so she'll now get up and if that would trigger then anyone within reach then obviously that would be another negative for her but so laying down then she is going to ping off another arrow at you Aaron 
Ooh. With a oh, natural no. 20. A baby. Okay, as as that happens, Lupin sees the arrow mid-flight and uh, very quickly swaps the mirror over. So he's in, he had the mirror in his hand and he drops it. So the chain sort of leaves it hanging around his neck and grabs an amulet. As he does, he uses his reaction to... Uh, hang on, I remember what, the, what it's called. The amulet abeyance action. And no, I can't do any of that because you're not within 15 feet of me. Edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> so the Sorry. arrow comes winging its way towards Aaron for the critical hit and deals, oh, not brilliant damage, 35 Oof. points. Yeah, Aaron takes okay, that right in the lucky. shoulder. Damage and then pings again for her final action. 22 to hit. Nope, that whizzes past into the stones behind. Okay, it is the assassin's turn that is next to Wilhelm, who is currently bleeding, slowed, and clapping. <laughs> and, as she, and as she starts applauding at the start of her turn, Wilhelm just goes, oh, poor lady, and stabs at her. <laughs> because it has the manipulate, and then it's yes, going to hit her again. Yeah, okay. Yes, yes. Okay, okay, come on, come on. Um, is she flat by clapping? She or, will have to use her first, She's already flat -footed. Use her first action to go prone. So then oh, she yes. will be flat-footed. Right. Yeah, she'll be flat-footed. And... But the applause, I think, start, um, triggers at the very start of her turn. So that But when she, when she tries to stand up, she'll still be flat-footed for that trigger? Yes. She's already yes. flat-footed anyway, so... Oh, all right then. Yeah, I'm just going to... You already gonna hit, you already hit her, so... Yeah. Come on. Yes. Ooh. That's a natural 18 for 42. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm that just going to roll critical damage. Critical hit, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So that's, uh, ooh, I rolled twice. Ignore the second one. Um, that's going to be a total of 44. I'll take the second no. one. <laughs> Fuck off. That's, that's going to be a total of 44 damage. Okay. Yeah, that really hurts. Uh, and an additional 10 damage to her armor. Oh, God. So her armor's broken now. It's rusted off completely <laughs> with the acid. <laughs> She's having a bad day. <laughs> so yeah. the armor's off. <laughs> okay, so you hit her massively. She's applauding. Does she? I guess she can still take actions, Chris. She's just applauding. Yeah. Is that? Yeah. Okay. It doesn't say. It doesn't um, say that she's like she can stop doing yeah. anything, but she's slow. And she stands. So she, so she falls prone for her first action, and then stands up for her second action. And that's it because she slowed one. And then uh, that is the end of her pretty useless turn. And takes bleed. <laughs> takes five <laughs> points of bleed. Oh, oh, but rolls a 15 to get rid of the persistent bleed okay. damage. For, for the listening audience, we've been playing Pathfinder with Craig for about three years. And the one thing you can bet your house on is that any persistent effect... Craig will immediately succeed on. It doesn't matter Every what time. it is. It doesn't matter how much effort you went to to get that effect on them. He will succeed at the first available opportunity. <laughs> it is infuriating. So it is the assassin's turn that is next to. Is, is the duplicate of Lupin still here? Uh, yes, the because we yeah we retconned the <laughs> yeah okay. retconned the whole okay. um, swapping. Got of, it. Yeah. All right. So the rapier is going to swing in at the duplicate of um, at the duplicate of Lupin. Well, yep. they need to go prone. Oh, goes prone. 
Oh, so, so okay. So we'll go prone. I'll take a down slight there. penalty for striking from prone. Okay. Yeah, so 35 to hit. It's going to hit either way. Yep, that, that is a okay, hit. Okay, cool. 24 yep. points of damage. Yep, and as you hit uh, Lupin, uh, that version of Lupin explodes. Mr. <laughs> 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 Malice! Um... Yeah, so uh, while Mirror's Reflection, which is the name of the ability I'm currently using, while this is in effect, when an enemy adjacent to one of your spaces damages you, that version of you explodes into Mirror Shards. This ends Mirror's Reflection, establishing that the remaining version of me is the real one, and deals slashing damage to all creatures, sorry Wilhelm, in a five-foot emanation around where your Mirror Self was. The damage is equal to two plus half your level, or the damage of the triggering attack, whichever is lower. So, oh wow! Any save, or is that just a? Uh, nope, it just deals the damage. Okay, so what's the damage, Jason? So it's two plus two half plus my half level. level. I'm level eleven, so seven. we round down. So yes, five, so seven. So everyone around me takes seven damage slashing. Do you choose to use that ability, or is it? Uh, it, it just does it. Doesn't say, it doesn't say is either way. I am choosing to. Uh, it, it's an adept benefit, so I presume it is a choice. So that's its second action to hit you from the ground because it had to fall prone after the spell from Aeron hit whilst down and then we'll use its final action to stand back up which would trigger I believe from Wilhelm for using the stand action yep so um, she's still going to be flat footed for this one Um, (laughs) so that's going to be no they don't they're not flat footed if they stand right are they still flat-footed for the strike, though? No. If they stand, they do get their full bonus. But either way, uh, I think she was flat-footed because you hit use, her. I'm going to use my hero point. I have two of them. That was a natural one. Yeah. It... Uh, that still hit the AC. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Damn fighters, man. Uh, so that's oh. going to be way better. 35. That's a critical hit. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Okay. Um, that's gonna be uh, 37 points of damage. Um, and echoing Wilhelm's sentiment, as was that 12 acid as well? Yeah, on the armor. To the armor. So the armor disintegrates off both of them, and you hear <laughs> and see above the archer that was there, uh, currently prone, attempt to crawl off, and they kind of both drop their weapons and go, no, 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 fuck this, no, sorry, and... <laughs> I think we might have the wrong people here. We'll, um, yeah, m- m- much apologies as the curtain comes <laughs> down. Let's end this shit show. Fuck it out. Destroyed me. Yeah, with charisma. Yes. <laughs> as their faces go ashen. Yes. <laughs> 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 You've been listening to Describe Your Kill, The Death of Destiny. Find out more at describeyourkill.com. Thank you to Paizo, Michael Gelfie, Creator Chord, Sirenscape, Kevin McClaude, Foundry and Sigil Services. Get all the links on our website. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com.